Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Consider becoming a Texas Football Insider, our subscription package at TexasFootball.com slash insider. Besides helping to make shows like this possible, you'll also get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts, our archives. We've got all 60 years of the magazine digitized, recruiting analysis, and must-see insights from the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider at texasfootball.com slash insider. That's texasfootball.com slash insider. And thanks for listening. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Make sure you catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and on Facebook. And if you like the show, subscribe on the podcast vendor of your choice. Give us a positive rating and tell a friend. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Panic Room in an undisclosed location, it is Texas Football Today, a show that is continuing to power through this crisis. My name is Greg Tepper. I am the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching this live at texasfootball.com or on thefacebook.com, or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there, wearing her Jordan gear. Yeah. It is the Duchess of the Dorks. It's Ashley Pickle. Hello, Ashley. Howdy. How are you? You hanging in? Yeah. We're going. Good. Doing well. Good. Glad to hear. Today is Thursday, April 23rd, 2020, 217 days until Thanksgiving. Episode 947, 947, the uh, number of strikeouts for Elvis Andrews in his illustrious Texas Rangers career. Uh, He should have more. I'm not wishing strikeouts on Elvis Andrews, but at this point, the Rangers would have played, I think, 24 games. Yeah. And so, you know, he he probably would have struck out at some point in 24 games. Yeah. You're just bitter not. still. So. Very bitter. Yes. You you hit the nail on the head. Very bitter. <laughs> I just want baseball. Back. I don't blame I'm not saying I, I blame baseball. you. Right. On today's show, friends, um, Dr. Jamie Harrison, we, we've got some some interesting quotes from, from the UIF. Uh, Dr. Jamie Harrison did an interview with Sports Day HS with Dallas Morning News um, and kind of answered some questions about what they're thinking as far as um, the fall is concerned, what they're thinking about. Texas high school football uh, in the fall. Uh, I think that there, I think, I think you have to read between the lines a little bit because, and I know Dr. Harrison and he's a great guy and he's not being intentionally um, vague, but that is just kind of, he's, he's a very careful guy about what he says. Um, And so let's read a little bit between the lines and see what they're thinking uh, there at the UIL. Uh, But then back half of the show, uh, our beloved Ashley Pickle did a uh, an interview with Josh Adams of Children's Health uh, to talk a little bit about uh, staying active and 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 how to uh, keep your health up during yep. the uh, uh, during the uh, the pandemic. And so we will hear from him coming up here at the back half of the show. 
uh, Ashley, do we have first four through the door? We sure do. It was Andrew Christensen, Rob Hadaway, Jacob John, and Matthew McSpadden. Jacob John, oh, a name that we Jacob haven't seen John's in a minute. Name. Yeah. Jacob welcome John, in, guys. Welcome back, bud. All right. Um, so tomorrow's happy hour. Um, we're going to do um, something. Uh, we're going to try something different. <laughs> we're going to try something different. We're going to try to do trivia tomorrow night. Uh, this may, I'm going to be 100% honest. This may be a colossal failure. This may just crater. Okay. It might, but it'll be fun to watch us crater. Yeah. It will be. (laughs) Or it's going to work great. And you guys are going to be like, man, they nailed it. Yeah. And you're going to have some fun. So, and this is trivia, by the way, I should, I should mention, I I say trivia. This is trivia that you, the viewer can participate in. Mm -hmm. This is trivia for you. Like it's like you're going to your local drinking establishment uh, and playing bar trivia. That's kind of our goal here. Yeah. Basically we'll have um, the questions up on the computer screen and then you're able to put in a username and answer them from your phone. So we would get real-time results of who answered correctly and who answered fastest so we'll see if it works so we're going to try it again it may be a colossal failure in which case you can just tune in for the train wreck but we're going to try it and we think that it'll be fun so tomorrow five o'clock facebook.com slash dave campbell's uh for the dave campbell's texas football happy hour trivia so we'll have that uh coming up here tomorrow um and yeah i've got I'm almost done. I'm done writing col- my college stuff for the magazine. Nice. Very good. I am. I wrote the American Athletic Conference preview yesterday and um, used the word wunderkind in it. Heck yeah. Which is... Um, We're here so for that. I'm, I'm feeling I've got one good. more to write. Feeling pretty good. I have a cover boy story to write. So... Oh. No, I've, so be. I've still got... I've got to write a cover boy story mm-hmm. and I've still got to write... The I write the 6A preview, the 5A preview, and I'm writing the 1A preview this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've still got a lot of I've still got writing to do, but from the college side, right. I'm done. Yeah, right. mine will be anyway. all pitchers after this. Yes, how's that going? <laughs> Good. I haven't been able to start on this Fun batch time. yet, but we'll get that done Saturday or Sunday. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. So let's talk a little bit about uh, an article that came out, I guess it was yesterday afternoon, during our show, um, on the Dallas Morning News website, uh, dallasnews.com. Uh, I think it's, you can go to sportsday, uh, sportsdayhs.com, I think is still where you can go. Uh, but anyway, Dallas, dallasnews.com. Uh, Greg Riddle over there did an interview with uh, the Deputy Executive Director of the UIL, Dr. Jamie Harrison. Dr. Jamie Harrison is a guy that we know. It's a guy that we've we've worked uh, with and and a guy that I know is a pretty straight shooter. Mm-hmm. But I also know, and this is just the context that I will I will provide to this. Um, Dr. Harrison is pretty careful about what he says. Um, and he is a guy who is, I think, always going to err on the side of saying less, if that makes sense. And he's I not think being obstructive. Right yeah. now, because I think he he's, rather... I think he's being obstructive, but I think what he wants to do is make sure that he understands he's not over promising something. Mm-hmm. And I think that he would right. rather wait to give people accurate set in stone information than have all these speculations going around. And then it'd be like, well, you said that on this day, however many months ago, you know, 
better to Bingo. wait. In yeah, exactly sense. right. He's not going to. He is a guy. Uh, just knowing him, he is a guy who is not going to write a check that he can't cash, which is completely okay. respectable. <laughs> and and something something that I think you want from the governing body at this point. I think you want them not to be speculating. You don't want them to be going out there and um and, and shooting off the mouth saying, "Oh, we're definitely doing that. Don't worry about that. We're like it's definitely going to happen." Yeah. Because uh, so so if you read this uh, this Q and A that he did. What you're going to have is you're going to have a lot of basically saying we're hopeful, we're working on contingencies um, for football season in the fall, we're working on contingencies, we're hopeful it's going to go off, but if things change, we want to be nimble enough to be able to adjust. That's kind of the overall takeaway there. Mm -hmm. um, but one thing that I think is there's a couple of things that, that caught my eye. One of them is, and I think that this is going to be the, the, the big quote that, that's pulled from there. The big quote that's pulled from there is he was asked about, um, uh, do you think it's a possibility that uh, the pandemic could affect football season? Mm -hmm. um, the quote is, right now we're working very hopefully to create plans that would allow us to get a football season in, even if it looks different than we typically see. But there is so much unknown right now, it's difficult to predict, end quote. So the, the, the headline there for me is, even if it looks different than we typically see. That, to me, tells me that the UIL is preparing plans for if they need to delay a season, mm -hmm. if they need to truncate a season. Um, but it sounds like, and, and I it sounds like they are committed to getting this football season in. Mm -hmm. um, you know, but there's so much unknown, obviously, and, and, and it, you know, all of this fun stuff. So um, they, they just discussed, they said they discussed a lot of hypotheticals, but it, it tells me that the UIL is is trying to be trying to get ahead of this and trying to make sure they have a, a plan in place or a couple of different plans that uh, should the situation um, become better, should the situation become worse, they want to be prepared for that. So mm -hmm. I think what what that tells me in that quote is is that they're they're preparing for this to be a different football season, which I think we all kind of anticipated anyway. Right. I think that that is the them being very realistic of it, of saying, we definitely want this to happen, but let's go ahead and get that preparation going for it to not necessarily look as it has in the past. Um, so then another thing, and this is actually, I think, a bit of news that comes out of it, like actual tangible news, is the quote was, with no schools or with no schools being able to have spring football, will all teams begin fall workouts Monday, August 3rd and have an additional scrimmage if things are back to normal? So for those who don't know, 6A and 5A teams can have spring football, um, but then they get fewer weeks of uh, preseason Mm -hmm. And then they can have an extra, uh, and 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 they only get one scrimmage one as opposed scrimmage. to two. Yeah. Yes. So what he's saying, the quote is, they will all have that opportunity to start on the first Monday in August and add the scrimmage. So what you're seeing, and this is not, again, I don't think surprising. I think we kind of could have guessed this, but what he's saying is that all schools, you know, if it's safe, obviously, mm -hmm. all schools will be able to. Um, start practices on August 3rd, and they will be able to have that second scrimmage. It's not like you're going to be penalized if you were going to have spring football. Right. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't have to sign a contract that says, we're doing spring football, so we forego the the second scrimmage Possibility in, in, in of, fall. Yeah. Right. 
So that is that is probably the, the one big uh, like news note uh, that that come comes out of there. Um, I thought the one other thing that was in there that kind of seemed a little bit newsworthy and it wasn't stated as clear as that one was when they were talking about uh, will coaches get a little bit will they have be yeah. more leniency on the coaches interacting with players and it seemed like he gave a pretty straightforward answer saying yes we will be more lenient with that because of everything going on right so right now under the current rules um students can have no more than two consecutive hours uh, per day for strength and conditioning monday through thursday uh and can uh, attend no more than one session of supervised instruction during this is during the summer mm-hmm. um and then a student can attend no more than two hours per week of sports specific skill instruction monday through thursday blah 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 um is the uil considering giving uh athletes or uh, giving coaches extra time to work with their athletes um Basically, he said, and this is the, the quote he, he kind of he, he kind of qualifies at the beginning, but he says, I fully expect there will be some allowances for coaches to work with kids that go well be, uh, beyond what we typically allow. We recognize that kids have lost a lot of time with coaches, and given what has gone on, they need that time back. We will find some way to account for that. And so I know that that's been a big question among coaches is, 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 is can I work with my kids? You know, the UIL does... They, they, there are practice limits during the summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, are, it sounds like they, they want to come up with a plan to at least relax those and to make it so that they are going to say, if you can only, instead of two hours, you can have four, or instead mm-hmm. of two hours, you can have eight or something like that. Um, knowing full well that a lot of these may end up being digital hours. They may end right. up being just, you know, sitting and talking on. Um, on 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 Zoom or something like that, mm-hmm. um, and so look, I would encourage you guys to to read there. They talk about that. There's no timetable right now uh, for, uh, but but they're gonna basically wait until the last moment. I will also say this, and this is not in the article, uh, but this is just through conversations I've had with the UIL and through conversations that I've had with people around the UIL. Um, it is very important to them to get some sort of season in this year, not just because they like football, but also because this is the 100th anniversary celebration of, of UIL high school football. Um, and that is something that I know, Ashley, you know this. Uh, this is very important to them. Extremely. And, and so, and, and so, this is the kind of thing the UIL is not going to go down without a fight. As far as football is concerned, um, I this is me speculating. I don't know anything special, but what I will say is that if there is a way to play football in the fall, they're going to do it. They're going to find a way. That is that is how I feel about it. Now the situation may mandate that they're not able to, and that is beyond their control. Uh, the spring sports, as I mentioned, uh, on whenever, whenever the the UIL canceled. Uh, uh, the spring the spring season um that was beyond their control mm-hmm. basically the governor said we're closing schools and they go right. well we're an interscholastic league and there's no interscholastic right now so we're done <laughs> um so again i'm saying that 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 situations beyond their control may mandate that they are not able to have a football season but I am confident, and again, this is just speculation, I am confident that if football season is a possibility to go on safely, obviously, and things like that, then it's going to happen. 
That's what I will say. Can um, I get it would take it would take outside the UIL is not going to cancel football season unless they have to. Mm-hmm. Can I get your opinion on something? Because mm. I've heard many people comment on Twitter, on the show, on everything, and then it was even part of the article. Am I the only one that is baffled that so many people keep asking if they're going to be able to grant high school students another year of eligibility like the NCAA? And, I mean, guys, the it, they're called student athletes for a reason. Student comes first. They can't go on and get a master's yeah. program in high school as much as my heart hurts for those seniors. It's mm-hmm. school first. I mean, you can't you can't add a fifth year for a high schooler. It's not that it doesn't right. work. And, and that's, <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. And, and, and it's, I understand that, that, that it, again, this is an emotional time, I think for a lot of, mm-hmm. a lot of athletes um, of, of spring sports, baseball players, softball players, uh, track athletes, things like that. Um, and then also let's not forget like academic and, and, and mm-hmm. uh, music and, and all of these things that, that the UIL kind of oversees. It's an emotional time for them, but guys like, it is a it is a league for high school students mm-hmm. and graduation is is happening like there like, there may not be a ceremony but like getting a graduation diploma. is happening they're done mm-hmm. and and they're not going to allow the UIL is simply not going to allow players or athletes who are not enrolled in a high school to participate in UIL activities that's just that's that's going to be a red line yeah, you you can't do it. It's you absolutely so, cannot do it. So I just I thought it was crazy that it was even in that article. Is oh man, we're, well, we're still. Which I get, I, I get it. I get it. Right, because mm-hmm. it, it it is. It sucks, and we all agree that it sucks. Yeah. Um, but like, there's not some. I just don't foresee some sort of like. Mm-hmm. Uh, secret escape hatch that we can make this right happen that oh if we just do this thing then it would be fine it's mm-hmm. like no that would really you would start to um you would really start to trample on the fundamental basis of of, of what UIL does yeah again that's student and then athlete for a reason <laughs> well and, and the other thing and, and and i promise we'll get off this in a second but like another thing about that is i get it that like if you're a senior baseball player right if you're a senior baseball player and you are um a uh you know and, and you lost your baseball season mm-hmm. okay you're the second baseman the guy behind you let's say right now is a junior are you gonna grant him an extra year of eligibility like where does it stop? Exactly, like like yep. somebody's ox is going to get bored. And I'm sorry to the I'm very sorry for the class of 2020 and for for spring athletes that it's their ox that gets gored. Mm-hmm. But it 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 sucks and and you don't deserve it and and you have my sympathies. But there's just nothing we can do about it. Right. I'm I'm so. glad I figured we were on the same anyway. page, but I did want to see what your opinion on that was. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's up on DallasNews.com. It's a Q&A with UIL's Dr. Jamie Harrison. Plans for next football season, changes to summer workout limits, and more. So go check it out. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. Come to Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. 
at texasfootball.com slash insider. Okie dokie, a couple days ago, our own Ashley Pickle caught up with Josh Adams of Children's Health to talk about staying active and staying healthy during this pandemic and during the, uh, the sheltering in place. Here is Ashley's conversation with Children's Health's Josh Adams on Texas Football Today. So with the spread of COVID-19, families are facing major challenges in their day-to-day lives. One group specifically feeling the effects of this unique situation is uh, young athletes. And with practices and competitions on hold and gyms closed, young athletes are wondering what this means for their training and sports performance. So the man with the answer to those questions is uh, Josh Adams. He's here from uh he's a performance manager for the children's health andrews institute uh performance powered by exos is that correct perfect all right josh uh thank you so much for joining the call man yeah thank you for having me i appreciate it how have you been uh how have you been holding up so far good it's been i can really just describe it as interesting um you know i wouldn't say it's good or bad um it's just different and you know the things that you know the different steps that we've had to take um you know to support our athletes uh you know support our partner school systems push out content things like that it's just a lot different when you can't see them face to face absolutely now we'll we'll start off with this one how necessarily has social distancing been affecting young athletes not only physically but also mentally as well yeah, I'll start with the physical components. Um, you know, I would say their their sports seasons are effectively, you know, on hold or, or done um, at this point, depending on, you know, how that sports calendar lined up. So it's it's had a pretty big effect physically <clears throat> in that they're, they're not practicing. They're, you know, any sports skills that they're doing, it's typically kind of an independent, ideally one-on-one scenario where they're just out in the field by themselves doing some things. So there's not a lot of structure behind it. Um, their, you know, their off-season workouts, you know, especially for some of those fall sports are typically in full swing right now. And mm-hmm. those things have been kind of stripped back and taken away. So there's been a pretty big, um, you know, physical adjustment uh, and, you know, physical ramifications for those athletes. You know, and there's such a, there's such a mental component to sport, probably more so even than the physical, uh, you know, when you think about it at the end of the day. And so, you know, the reason why kids start playing sports in general is, is it's fun, right? And they're with their friends, you know, they're with their friends and, you know, their family and it's kind of an outlet for them. And there's such a, there's such a relationship between, you know, physical health, physical well-being and mental health and well-being. And so there's definitely been a, a toll placed on each of those. No doubt. And with the, the struggle maybe a little bit to get out and be able to have the opportunity to be active, what are some ways that you recommend that these athletes do stay active while they're at home? Yeah, it's, um, it's tough. It's difficult, right? There's, you know, there's definitely things that, you know, individuals can do from, you know, just simple body weight exercises that they can do. I mean, heck, in a four by four box and, you know, inside of their house. Luckily, we've had some pretty good weather uh, here recently in North Texas, and I would guess across the state, um, you know, across the state in general. So as much as you can get outdoors, um, you know, practice your sport, if you don't have the ability to do that, there's tons of different body weight exercises and things like that, that, um, you know, that our athletes can, you know, can utilize. There are a lot of digital platforms, a lot of resources uh, that athletes can tap into. I know a lot of schools are sending workouts to their you know, to their athletes. Um, our program here in uh, in North Texas, uh, we have an Instagram page, it's Children's Health 
at children's health underscore athlete. And we're posting daily workouts, um, you know, Monday through Sunday for athletes, you know, youth athletes and younger active individuals to be able to utilize, um, you know, that platform. And we'll be rolling out some other resources as well. I think one thing to really take into account is, you know, there's a lot of content out there that's being pushed out about strength training, right? And strength training is really, really important for, you know, for youth athletes. But we also have to remember the specificity of a lot of our sports. There's sprinting that's required, a lot of explosive activity. And a lot of those body weight exercises don't necessarily, you know, tax the body or tax the nervous system the way that they, you know, that they should be. And so as much as you can get outside and get a little bit of, you know, get a little bit of area to sprint and change directions and, you know, go through some agility drills, those things are going to be significantly important too, because speed probably even more so than strength is very, very transferable to almost any team sport. Absolutely. So when you look at, at those and a lot of people probably being pretty limited on weight lifting and like you said, the bodybuilding type of things, how are athletes able to add in some variety to the more of the cardio based mm -hmm. exercises? Yeah, I think, you know, some of the things that we've prescribed, is, as goofy as it sounds, I would say every athlete has probably some heavy textbooks at home with a backpack. Um, and so we've shown, you know, different variations of how can I turn a backpack into a dumbbell or a kettlebell to mimic some of those exercises? How can I take a loaded suitcase and, you know, do different things, different things like that? I would say some athletes probably have some things at home, but a majority of them do not. So as creative as you can get you know, everybody probably has a backpack that we can put something in most people are going to have a you know some kind of suitcase or duffel bag where we can load up some weight and do things that really mimic what we would do with a dumbbell or a kettlebell or even a barbell in some cases and then for when it comes to the athletes obviously doing these even with the the books and everything like that it might be a little hard to maintain the level of fitness that they were at per se. So is it extremely hard for an athlete to do that at this time? You know, I would say the, I think the great thing about the body is it's significantly easier to maintain your fitness and your strength and your power levels as it is to achieve new levels of strength and power. So I think probably the biggest thing is, um, the off season is typically when you get bigger, faster and stronger and make a lot of those physical improvements where you're kind of going above where your current baseline is. And so I think a lot of athletes were probably not going to get significantly stronger, um, you know, just because we don't have the ability to do so right now. But I would say a lot of the different things that, you know, that I've already touched on will help maintain a lot of their current fitness levels. Um, I would say with their workout periods, knowing that, they have kind of had their that physical stimulus of their sport or practicing for their sport, which most athletes do even in their off season period, they can probably layer in a little bit more of the, just the physical training aspect. Absolutely. Now there's obviously another side that comes to staying in shape, nutrition, a big, a big point in that. And of course, everyone is different, but do you have any tips and tricks about nutrition that kind of go across the board right now that would be good to follow? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I would say it's it's kind of a, a catch-22 where we, you know, the, the convenience of just being able to walk into any fast food restaurant has kind of been taken away from us, right? There's still a drive-through aspect, but we're probably eating at home more than, you know, more than typically. And so 
for the athletes that have those resources to be able to go get groceries, it's, it's pretty hard to eat at home and have that diet be worse than if I go out and choose to buy something from a fast food restaurant. Um, but I would also say that there's other athletes that, you know, don't have access to their school meals. And so that's going to be something to take into consideration. Um, you know, nutrition is, we, we just try to start with the basics, um, you know, ensuring that, you know, we're getting three or four square meals per day um, that, you know, we're hitting on every single major food group. We're, you know, taking in as many fruits and vegetables as we possibly can. And so, you know, we always say, hey, let's focus on get a quality protein source, get a quality carbohydrate source, you know, like more of your whole grains, things like that, and have some color on your plate. So that's just going to ensure that you have, you know, different fruits and vegetables, and we're not just eating the same exact thing every single day. Those are good tips and tricks for myself as well, right there. <laughs> so how personally are you working um, with your athletes at Children's Health Exos during this time? Yeah, so we've luckily have an awesome coaching staff uh, where we just kind of, you know, break out. You know, we look at the athletes that we've supported, not just the ones that were, we were currently supporting, but athletes that we've supported in the past, individuals that are off at, you know, off at college, or I guess we're off at college at this point we've kind of just divided and conquered and said, hey, whichever athletes, you know, you've worked with most closely, let's connect with them. So I mentioned, you know, our Instagram page, we're posting daily workouts, um, but we're also sending customized workouts and different modifications, progressions and regressions to every single athlete that might want it. Absolutely. And finally, uh, you talked about you've been posting the videos on and workouts and stuff on Instagram for a Joe Schmo like me who's not a not an athlete right now are we able to follow along on the Instagram page with some of those workout yeah. suggestions yeah yes absolutely you know I would say within you know within the body of that we kind of have a voiceover of those specific those specific exercises we talk about ways to progress and regress those things um you know, and I would say an awesome thing is if anybody has any questions, wants any modifications, they can direct message that Instagram page and get almost an instantaneous response um, with that. But yeah, any Joe Schmo, anybody who's just looking to kind of maintain or improve their fitness levels or just want a little bit of a physical outlet can definitely tune into those exercises. Well, that is very, very cool. Well, Josh, thank you so much for uh, joining us and for talking about this stuff, man. We, we really appreciate the impact that y'all are doing with the athletes at this time and hope that you and your family are staying safe as well. I appreciate it. You as well. Thank you for having me. There he is, Josh Adams of Children's Health, talking about keeping athletes in shape during this pandemic. Uh, good job, Ashley. You did Thanks, great. Thanks, bud. Appreciate it. Well done. Was that a compliment? I I could just leave. What's happening you today? Handle this all by yourself. <laughs> just, you know, you can handle this all by yourself. Mm -hmm. Okay, so here's another thing about this, and you can't really tell on this camera, but the grays are starting to come. Mm -hmm. See those? Old. Oh yeah. You're getting old. Uh -huh. <laughs> Let's go. I'm gonna be like Steve Martin. Just uh, all gray. Just like white. All white. <laughs> Now we go to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment, The Final Thought. Um, so it's funny because Rob Hadaway actually brought this up in the comments, and I was already planning on talking about this in Final Thoughts. And I don't even know if you know this yet, so breaking news for you here. Uh, yes, obviously the NFL draft is happening tonight, the first taste of sports what? that we've had in a long time. That is not the breaking news. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. But, yeah, Will and I, our social media guy, we will be watching – 
every pick of the draft from today and tomorrow, so all of the first three rounds. And so if you go to the Dave Campbell's social media pages, you will find we're going to put out a graphic every time a Texas high school football athlete gets drafted. So you can kind of refresh your knowledge on, on where these players started, where they're going, so that way next season you can watch out for them and yeehaw and be proud of Texas athletes. So Yeehaw. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, well uh, follow at DCTF on social media if you want to keep up with what Texas high school football athletes are being drafted. We'll have some graphics out for you. Awesome. Yes. Um, excited to watch the um, the, the draft tonight because it'll be something something sportsy, I guess. Sports. I'm not super also, into the draft. No. But I'll watch it tonight. I'm also excited to see how it works from a virtual perspective it yeah. should be interesting um, i i saw a meme the other day i feel like was... there is a i feel like there is a greater than zero chance that there is just like an absolute technical disaster yes i saw a meme the other day and it was like an old man sitting at a computer and then well he was sitting beside the computer and then there was a young kid typing on the computer and it was like all the nfl like team commissioners and stuff and then it was <laughs> like their 12 year old grandson helping him out yeah. <laughs> Which is probably accurate. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be. It's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting. Uh, we will have wall-to-wall coverage tomorrow in Texas football today. We won't, but we'll probably talk about who got drafted. There are sixty-two um, Texas high school football players in the draft. If you were wondering. All right, let's go over like in the draft pool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they might mm-hmm. not all get drafted, but sixty-two of them. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited. This is my excited face. You look very excited. It's going to do it for us. Thank you for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Thanks to Josh Adams of Children's Health for being our guest for Ashley Pickle. I'm Greg Tupper. Vince Young, please get your play of the year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow for Friday fun. Fun not guaranteed on Texas Football Today.